Hello, everybody, and welcome to the TeacherCast Educational Network. My name is Jeff Bradbury. Thank you so much for joining us today and making TeacherCast your home for professional development. This is a brand new show coming to you from TeacherCast Ed tech in the classroom. This is going to be the podcast where we take a look at the great educational technology that teachers and school districts are using today as we learn how to bring it into our classrooms and use it with our students. We have a fantastic show today. Today we're going to be talking to Mitch from Vibe Software all about the great things that you and your students can do when it comes to programming and coding. Mitch, welcome to the show. Hey Jeff, thanks for having me. It's good to be here. Thank you so much for joining us today. Now, I'm so happy to have you here on this first episode of EdTech in the Classroom. We, of course, talk a lot about coding and programming on TeacherCast. Um, Before we get into the app and what it can do, I want to ask you this question here. Why is it important that we're teaching our students about coding and programming? Oh, um, well, that's obviously a a complex question, but um, the short answer is that it's prevalent in pretty much every industry on the planet at this point in time, and it's not going away anytime soon. Um, You know, you take a look at what's going on in the web and on the mobile space. Everybody's walking around with computers in their pockets. They want their information quickly, and in order to be able to provide that, you need to have coders out there capable of developing the software that they need. And as we get into these different applications and, you know, as you said, every possible position out there in the future is going to be coding or programming related. It is really important that we bring these skills into the classroom. You guys have a fantastic solution over at Vibe Software. Talk to us a little bit about what you have going on today. Yeah. So DevKit is a mobile application that runs on iPhones, iPads and iPod Touches that enables users to create their own mobile apps and games from those devices without actually having to write any code. So they utilize coding logic, concepts, procedures, and terminology in a way that A, teaches them a bit about the application development process, but B, inspires them, shows them what it feels like to actually create an app and hopefully gets them started on learning a a programming language in the future. So today we're talking about DevKit, this great platform that is going to allow students to create their own apps. Um, What type of students are we looking at here? Is this a a middle school, high school? Is this elementary school? Who would you say is your target for using DevKit? So the sweet spot and the the range that we're targeting primarily are uh, middle school students. So that would be anyone from uh, 5th through 8th grade. That's the age range in which we offer all of our summer camps. But we have gone as low as third grade and as high as 11th grade. So it's pretty much for anyone who wants to see what coding is all about, wants to experience what it feels like to create an app. Um, It's a great starting point. Now, you said that the app is being created for iOS. Um, Does that mean that you're creating it on iOS or can a student on a a Mac or a PC or even a Chromebook use this um, dev kit software? Uh, yes. Yeah, so it's actually right now only capable of being run on mobile devices. So iPhones, iPods and iPod touches, uh, iPads, excuse me. So the student is going to be creating it on the iPad, for example, for the iPad. Uh, yes. When you're actually, when you're done with an application that you're building on one of those devices, you can export it for both the Android Google play store and for the iOS app store. So the apps that you're building on DevKit are cross platform but the application itself only runs on those Apple devices. 
Seems pretty easy to do. Talk a little bit about the process here. What does a teacher need in order to do this? What is, is there a curriculum that's involved or um, how does a teacher go from not being a coding programmer to suddenly their students are offering apps on these um, app stores? Yeah, absolutely. So that's a two part question or a two part, a- part answer. Um, part one is the curriculum content that we've developed. So we have a, an ebook. It's about 200 pages. We have in that ebook worksheets, uh, about 20 different activities, each with a YouTube video that people can follow along with. Um, there are in-app assessments that correspond to different chapters in that ebook. So teachers can assign material and accept students submissions directly to their own device. Uh, we've done a lot to make it classroom ready. On the other side, we have the people who kind of just want to download this, check it out, maybe not necessarily implement a full curriculum around it. And for that, we, for the beginning half of um, our journey here, kind of struggled a bit um, because it's an in-depth tool. It's very complex and it can definitely take, even though it's you know pretty simple once you get the hang of it, it can definitely have a learning curve. Um, so what we've done is we've come out with what's called the brain. And the brain is an artificially intelligent in-app assistant that people who just want to try something out for the very first time can use in order to get from zero to 100 without having to go through the entire curriculum and learn all of those materials. Um, so there's an application for the, the user who just wants to build something for fun and then for the classroom who wants to walk through everything step by step from, from zero to 100. Talk to us a little bit about the apps that students are making. What are some of the things that you've seen come out of the minds of middle schoolers? Primarily games. Um, we have some students who are looking to make a social story sometimes or maybe like a yoga instructor's app. Um, lots of different different things, um, but primarily games. That's, that's what people tend to, um, or that what we've found, people tend to, to gravitate towards. Um, but there's a lot of different things you can do with this, and it's only becoming more and more capable as time goes on. At the moment, you cannot create anything web-based or that incorporates databases. Uh, that might change down the line. But at the moment, given the, uh, the complexity of the features that are available, those are the main things that we tend to see people make. Now, I got to tell you, if you're out there and you're kind of shaking your head at this, it's not difficult. And the nice thing, as Mitch has already said, there's a lot of great resources available. What advice do you have for any teacher who's listening to this that might be sitting there, sitting there saying, I, I want to try this, but I- I'm not a coder. I'm not a pro. I don't know the first thing about this. How do I get started? Perfect. Yeah. So um, that's where the brain comes in. Um, because we know that not every teacher, despite, you know, most of the most of the time, teachers want to get their kids coding, right? They want to get them exposed to this material. Um, and the brain helps you do that if you're not a coder yourself. So if you want to try it out, the app itself is 100% free. You download it off the iOS App Store. As soon as you open it up, you'll be prompted with a tutorial that walks you through how to use the brain. And in no time, you yourself will have developed an app. And you'll understand exactly how easy it is. And you'll be able to see, or at least envision, what your students might be thinking and the smiles that they might be having as they interact with this thing for their first time. Talking today to Mitch from Vibe Software. You can find it over on vibesoftware.com and all the great things with DevKit. Now, I got to ask here, when the kids pick this up, is it intuitive or is this something that the students really do need to be led by the teacher in order to create their first game? 
Yeah, so with the brain, it's very intuitive. You'll be able to create anything, or not anything, but something workable in no time. If you want to customize it a lot more, get into the nitty-gritty, then you can start looking at some of those curriculum materials and really hone in and become an expert. But if you just want to download something and make it, you can do that very quickly. What kind of feedback have you gotten from uh, students, from parents, or teachers? Yeah, so we go around to schools and we do what are called hackathons. Uh, so we basically come in for a few days, teach the kids how to use the app, then get them started on creating their own games. And at the end of the week, we help them basically upload the winner voted on by the class to one of the uh, app stores, Apple or Google Play. Um, and so that entire experience has been very well received. Um, most of, if not all, of the, the teachers who we brought this to have said that it's a lot easier than any other tool that they've used. Um, the students tend to be having a greater time simply because they're working on a mobile device, some place that they're comfortable, right? They're very, they're very used to working on tablets nowadays because they're just growing up surrounded by these things since the day they're born. Um, so th that's generally, it, it's much easier and um, it's much more effective. Where do you see the future of this? I mean, we've had the opportunity to work with student coders, student programmers, and it's amazing to see all students grow up and, and really take off. Um, are we still in the infancy of students can code or are we somewhere in the middle of this journey at this point? Yeah, so I think we're still in the infancy. I think that uh, down the line, traditional coding with brackets and braces and semicolons and things will start to die off a little bit and we'll be seeing a lot more of these do-it-yourself tools tools like DevKit that can be used to create very powerful commercial applications, which is essentially what we're trying to prepare these, these students to be able to do. Um, so this technology and the brain in particular, we expect to kind of dominate the way that people develop software in the future. And so an understanding of how to use a tool like DevKit will certainly be vital down the line. One of the things that we talk about usually around that November, December area is the hour of code. And it's an important time of year because it is that opportunity for teachers to really step back and bring their curriculum into coding. This really does seem like that second hour, right? Like if you've never done something, go to hourofcode.org, check out some of these things. Once you get the idea behind how coding works, devkitapp.com uh, forward slash classroom really does bring in, you know, their curriculum, their tutorials, their ebooks, their PowerPoint stuff. It really does seem like you guys have everything that a teacher needs to, uh, to successfully bring coding and programming into the classroom. Yeah. Um, we actually have four activities listed on the code.org hour of code website based around the DevKit application. Um, so while yes, it has capabilities in the second hour, we have seen plenty of people pick this up and start using it right away in their first hour of code and do very well. Um, we've heard nothing but positive feedback from that experience this December. I would imagine with something that's this successful and spreading the way that it is, school districts and teachers would want to get in touch with you guys. What is the best way for anybody to reach out and learn more about DevKit? Probably the easiest way would be to go to our website, devkitapp.com slash contact. Uh, there's a quick and easy form. Send us a message and we will get back to you as soon as we can. 
Mitch, I, I want to say, first of all, thank you guys so much for your time. If you're out there listening, please check this out. You can go over to vibesoftware.com or you can check it out directly at devkitapp.com forward slash classroom. Lots of great stuff. Um, Mitch, I'd love to ha- invite you back on sometime. Maybe we can get a teacher to talk about some of the projects that their kids are doing. I think this is certainly a, an important topic out there. Teachers, if you are out there and you are using coding and programming in any way, we would love to hear from you. We've, of course, got several great resources on teacher cast.net forward slash stem that focus on coding and programming mitch thank you so much for your time today any last words about having your kids create to code to program anything out there yeah um if you're looking for a place to start and maybe you're a little bit intimidated by the idea of coding in general which most people are that's part of the problem we have today download DevKit and give it a shot you'll be pleasantly surprised at how easy it is to get started Twitter.com forward slash Vibe Software. Vibe is V-Y-B-E Software. You can go to Facebook.com slash Vibe Software also. Join their groups. Check them out on Twitter. Join the revolution that is coding and programming. And guys, I want to say thank you so much for checking out the show today. This is the first episode of EdTech in the Classroom, a brand new show from the TeacherCast Educational Network. All of our archives are going to be found over at EdTechInTheClassroom.com, where you can certainly sign up, subscribe, and be a part of our educational technology community on behalf of everybody here in the teacher cast educational network my name is jeff bradbury reminding you to keep up the great work in your classroom and continue sharing your passions with your students